Hi, welcome to the Alex Rubit Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Alex Rubit, and I pray that you will find today's teaching of the Word of Faith and Grace to be uplifting, edifying, and encouraging. To find out more about our ministry and to access other teaching resources, simply head to graceworldchurch.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's message. Praise God. Now, now I've I've been seeking the Lord quite a bit on on what to share with you today, and um, and and it's going to be as 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 you guys who are familiar with this ministry might remember, the way we do this is we just kind of go and share what the Lord would have us share, and whatever I don't get to today, I'll I'll continue next time. But what I want to talk to you today about for just these next few moments, guys, is I want to talk to you about depending on God for all things. I want to talk to you about depending on God for all things. Now, we're at the start of a new year. This is uh, our ministry getting back on track. Amen. Now, when 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 you're when you're entering into a new season oftentimes what will happen is that god will speak to you about a season god might have a word for you specifically for a new season but i want you to understand that every time that god has a word for you our participation is required in other words i could share with you all kinds of things right now about what I believe the Lord has spoken to me for our ministry for 2023, but I want you to understand that your participation is required. Now, what I want you to understand from the outset is that your participation does not equal your performance. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that sometimes we think when we when we hear participation, you're like, "Well, Alex, well, you're, you're talking about stuff that I got to do." In other words, there's there's stuff that I'm going to have to do in order to to get God to do. Now, friend, I want you to understand that's not what I'm talking about, because I want you to remember that one thing we used to share on quite a bit is the pattern of grace versus the pattern of the law. The pattern of the grace of God versus the pattern of the law of Moses. Remember, the pattern of the law is that you do in order to get God to do. In other words, you got to perform. And if you perform right, God is going to move in your life. If you do, if, if, if your actions and your activities line up with a certain standard, then God is going to show up in your life. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Because, guys, you want to remember that we are in the covenant of grace. Now, grace is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is a God being good to you independent of your performance. Grace is a God already having made available to you anything and everything that you will ever need. Now, what's your participation in grace, guys? Well, your participation in grace is that you have to receive by faith what grace has already made available to you. And so what I want you to understand is that what happens for us in 2023, guys, the way that this year will unfold, guys, it has to do, it will depend upon your focus. That's a word I want you to really catch a hold of here tonight. I want you to take note of that word, focus. What happens this year in your life, friend, it's going to have to do 
you as a believer, I'm talking to believers now, amen, it's going to have to do with where is your focus. You see, I, I want you to understand that the time that we find ourselves in, I believe, guys, is that we're going to continue to see more and more of a, of a divide between the people who choose to put their focus on God, who uh, choose to put their attention on God, uh, the people who choose to trust in God, and the people who choose uh, to trust in the world. And what I mean by that is trusting in the things of the world. Uh, The world's, here it comes guys, the world's economic system. There might be some things happening in the world economic system this year, guys. I want you to understand that you as a born-again believer, you are not to live your life putting your trust and your confidence in that system. No, your trust and your confidence is going to be in God. Your trust and your confidence is going to be in what Jesus has already made available to you. And so, and so where's your focus? And so I want you to understand that what's going to happen in, in the world, in the world system, is going to be very different from what's going to happen to the people who put their trust in God. And and really, guys, what this is, is it's, it's the divide between Egypt and Goshen. And what is that, you might say, Alex? Well, Egypt and Goshen is it, 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 during a time in, in Genesis, in the book of Genesis, when there was a famine in Egypt, well, there was this land called Goshen. And I want you to understand, that's where the people of God were dwelling. And, and in the midst of the famine, the people in Goshen had all of their needs met, guys. I want you to catch this. Egypt was experiencing a famine Yet in Goshen, glory to God, there was more than enough. In Goshen, uh, there were the provisions of God that had been made available uh, to those who would believe. And so I want you to understand that this year in 2023, you are to not dwell in Egypt, you are to dwell in a Goshen. Now what that means is you are in the world, but you're not of the world. You're not in the world system. You're not uh, uh, trusting in the world system. You're you're doing everything that you got to do going about your day-to-day life. You're doing everything you got to do in your business, in your job, with your family, in your relationships, but your trust, friend, is going to be in God. Your confidence is going to be in a God. And I believe that if we make God our, our, our trust, if we live in complete dependence on God, we're going to see some amazing things happening in, in our lives this year, guys. You know, these past three years, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it really feels like the enemy has been working overtime these past three years. Eventually, I'm going to get more into all the stuff that's been happening and and you know what happened, what, where I've been, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to get into all of that with you guys eventually. But it really feels like Satan has been working overtime since 2020 with the pandemic and everything that's been going on. Uh, churches have been taking a hit. Businesses have been failing. There's there's people who have experienced the loss of loved ones, guys, and 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 ministries have been hit. And 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 it seems that church attendance has gone down. It seems like the enemy's been working overtime. But I'm here to tell you today. I believe that 2023 is going to be a year where we where we are going to see a, a mighty move of God, guys, if we will align ourselves with it. Now, I want you to remember this, guys, that in this new covenant of grace, the new covenant of grace that we are in, everything comes down to your focus and everything comes down to your right believing, guys. 
you're right believing. If you believe right, you will live right. If you believe wrong, you will live wrong. And so you want to make sure that your believing is aligned with what God wants to do in your life. I want you to know that the enemy will always attack you in your thinking. The enemy will always attack you in your believing. And what the enemy will try to do, guys, is he's going to try to get you to depend on on yourself. He's going to try to get you uh, to depend on your own human effort and your own human ingenuity rather than depending on a God. Now, we want to begin this year, guys, 2023. We want to begin this year, guys, with purposing in our hearts that we are going to depend completely on God. And, and, and I believe moving forward in this ministry, you will hear me teaching all throughout this year, guys, on how are we going to do that? Because that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It's easy for me to say, well, depend on God. And you say, well, Alex, of course, that sounds good. Hey, Ben, well, I depend on God. But then you say, well, Alex, well, how do I do that in a practical way? And so, and so we're going to be talking about that quite a bit. We want to be very practical. Now, what I want to invite you to do, if you have your Bibles, guys, I want to encourage you to turn with me here to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Like I said, I've been seeking the Lord on what to share here with you guys today, and, and honestly, He's been switching it up quite a bit, and, and, and today the Holy Spirit showed me, well, I just want you to really zero in on this truth right here as we're talking about depending on God. I want us to look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Now, I'm going to be reading this to you, this verse from the King James. might sound a little different if you're reading from a different version, but check this out. He says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and remember, we're talking now about right believing, right? We're talking about getting our thinking and our believing to be aligned with what God wants to do in 2023. Catch what he says. He says, according as his divine power hath given unto us, hath or has given unto us. Notice, guys, this is past tense. So what has he given unto us? He says, he's given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness And so God says in his word, guys, that he's already given you all things. And he says it's going to be through the knowledge of him, speaking of Jesus, who has called us to glory and virtue. And so what I want you to understand is that you as a born-again believer, you're going to be hearing a lot of talk this year, guys, about lack. I, I heard some stuff about, you know, people talk about recession, people talk about, oh, there's not going to be enough. I want you to understand, you're in Goshen, right? You're not in Egypt. And so you as a born-again believer, the Bible says you have been given all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Now, you might be watching me, friend, and there might be some lack in your life. You might be watching me and saying, well, Alex, well, if that's true, where are these all things? <laughs> you know, I don't know how to pay these bills. Uh, there's a challenge. I, there's some lack going on in my health. There's some issues going going on in my finances, and you're saying, well, it doesn't feel, it doesn't seem like I've got all things. Now, what I want you to understand is that what this verse is saying is that all things have been made available to you. In other words, he says, Jesus 
His divine power has already made available to you everything that you will ever need to live a godly life. And he says that you're going to take hold of this through, catch this guys, the knowledge of him who has called you to glory and virtue. The knowledge of him, speaking of Jesus. Now, guys, you want to understand, of course, that this is not talking about intellectual knowledge. This is not talking about intellectual information about God or about Jesus. No, what this is talking about, guys, is heart knowledge. And so, in other words, this is talking about you. The Greek word here is talking about specific knowledge, precise knowledge. This is talking about you walking in an intimate fellowship with a Jesus. An intimate fellowship with Jesus. And so what I want you to catch here is that in order for you to step into what God has for you this year, friend, It comes down to, one, focus, and two, it's going to come down to your relationship with Jesus. It's about the relationship. Amen. Everything in this Christian life comes down to relationship. And then it comes down to, I want to show you one more verse, guys, and we'll jump into this. We'll get started. Uh, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Now, someone says, Alex, getting started... But Alex, I thought you had already gotten started. And friend, what I'm doing is I'm just laying a foundation. And then we're going to get into the sermon. Amen. And no worries, guys. I never preach longer than three hours at a time. Amen. I'm joking. I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. <laughs> Someone's like, wow, dude, three hours, right? No, no, I... I Sometimes we go long, but we don't go quite that long, so you'll be okay, amen. We won't be taking too much time here today, but I just really want to take a moment here to to get to these verses here. Uh, Check this out, Isaiah 26, verse 3. I'm going to read it in the King James and then the Amplified Bible, because I want you to understand what happens when you put your focus on God and when you focus on your relationship with Jesus. Watch this. He says in verse 3 here, Isaiah 26, 3, he says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. And so God is going to keep you in perfect peace as your mind is stayed on him. Look at this in the Amplified. Amplified verse 3 says, You will guard him and keep him in perfect, constant peace, whose mind, its inclination and its character, he says, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, hopes confidently in you. And so, friend, you might have some stuff going on in your life. You might be saying, Glory to God, you might be saying, Alex, I don't know how I could have peace. Alex, if you knew what's going on in my life, how could you be talking about peace? I want you to understand. I don't have to know the details. God knows the details. And God has promised in his word that if you keep your mind, your focus stayed on him this year, he's going to keep you in perfect peace. He's going to keep you in perfect peace. Because guys, what did Jesus say? Do you remember what Jesus said? Well, Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. Amen. And he says, not as the world giveth do I give unto you. You see, the world gives based on the appearance. In other words, the worldly peace is peace that's based on your circumstances being a certain way. 
I want you to understand the peace that Jesus gives you, friend, has absolutely nothing to do with your circumstances. And that's why it's perfect peace, you see. That's why it's perfect peace. It's perfect. The Amplified says constant peace because it's peace that's not going to be based on your circumstances. And so what I want you to see here is that this comes down to trust. Amen. He said in the King James, he said, because he, the person who puts their mind on the Lord, you're trusting in the Lord. And so three things it comes down to, it's going to come down to your focus. It's going to come down to your relationship with Jesus. And it's going to come down to you trusting in Jesus. Glory be to God. And so, as we talk about depending on God in all things in 2023, guys, I want us to understand it's trusting in Him. It is It is focus. Focus on God. Your relationship with Him. Trusting in Him. And as we do this, that's our response, guys. You see, that's our participation. This is not performance. This is not you trying to impress God with how much time you're spending in the Word. No. You see, when you get into the Word, what you're doing is you're renewing your mind in the Word. You're not doing it to impress God. No, glory to God. You're doing it so that you can attune yourself to what God is wanting to do in your life, so that you can tune into uh, glory to God, the proper channel. You see, this year you're going to have a choice. You can tune into the news channel, and you can hear the stuff that's going on in the world, or glory to God, you can tune into uh, the Jesus channel. You know, you can tune into uh, the broadcast that is going on uh, in the Jesus channel, and I have news for you. There's an awesome broadcast going on. It's a broadcast that's speaking of God's plans and purposes for you. It's speaking of healing. It's speaking of restoration. It is speaking of deliverance. It is speaking of you uh, living in the fullness of what Jesus already died for you to obtain. Are you listening to me today, guys? Amen? I want you to say out loud right now, if you're with someone, look at them and say it. If you're by yourself, just say, I'm available. Amen. I'm available. I'm available. You see, the life of a born-again New Covenant believer should be a life of availability to what God is wanting to do in our lives. Amen. If you guys understand that, say, Amen. If you're watching live, type amen into the chat. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> yep, I can see the chat over there. And so, guys, as we do that, here's here's what I want you to see. Here's what I believe is is where we're going to be going in this ministry. And, and, and here's what I believe. Here's, I believe this is a word for some of you guys listening to me. I believe that as we purpose in our hearts that this is going to be a year of depending on God and all things. Watch this now. I believe, guys, that we are about to enter into a season of renewal. Glory to God. I believe we're about to enter into a season of renewal. I believe we're about to enter into a season of a restoration. And guys, I believe we're going to enter into a season of acceleration. I believe this year what God wants to do is he wants to renew some things in our lives. I believe he wants to uh, restore some things in our lives. And glory to God, I believe uh, that God wants to accelerate some things in our lives. And so what I want to do for the remainder of this message, and then 
over the next few weeks, we're going to go back and we're going to look at this some more. But I want us to now look at what do we mean by renewal. Amen. How many of you guys can use some renewal? Amen. Renewal, some restoration, some acceleration, guys. Like I said, it seems the enemy has been working over time. And I believe we're about to see, and this is not just a word for our ministry, this is a word, I believe, for anybody who will be receptive and available to it. I believe it's a word for the body of Christ. Glory to God. I believe this year God wants to bring some renewal in some ministries, guys. I, I believe God wants to bring some some restoration in, into some, some glory to God, into some ministries. And I believe God wants to accelerate what He is doing in these last days. Look with me now in Isaiah chapter 40 verses uh, 29 through 31. This is actually really what my message is, guys. (laughs) Here we go. We're about to get started. Amen? Man. And I gotta tell you guys, I really missed, I really missed doing these sermons. It's been quite some time, guys, and the Lord gradually has been restoring me and getting me back to this place of uh, where he's, where he's shown me that this is what he wants me to do. And um, it's a, it's such a blessing, guys. I just pray that this is a blessing to you uh, listening to me today. Now, what I want to do is I just want to look at here for a few moments these three these three um, words, these three things I believe that God is going to do this year as we are receptive and available, renewal, restoration, and divine acceleration. I want you to receive that by faith, guys. And so... Let's start with renewal. What do we mean by renewal? Now, as we look at the dictionary definition of renewal, one of the ways that the dictionary defines renewal is to resume an activity after an interruption. Now, certainly that can be said for our ministry. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. Man, it's been like three years, guys. Three years. Now, this can be said for our ministry, but I believe this also applies to to a lot of you people watching me, guys. It's, it, it applies to you. You see, perhaps there's some things that God spoke to you some time ago, maybe similar to what happened to us. The pandemic came and you kind of got derailed a little bit. You got a little distracted. Well, God, I believe, wants to wants to get you back on track with what he wants you to do, what, with what he wants to do through you. Amen. Remember, every believer, every born-again believer has a purpose in Christ. God wants to use you. God has not only saved you, God has also called you. God wants to do some things through you. Now, that's one of the definitions of renewal, is to get back to an activity that we had moved away from, but a more specific application of renewal when it comes to this new season, guys, is actually found here in Isaiah chapter 40, verse uh, starting at verse 29. I'm going to read this one in the uh, ESV version. Check out what he says here, guys. Verse 29 says, He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, He increases strength. Check this out, child of God. God gives power. Now, who does he give power to? To the strong? To the person who's got it all figured out? No, that's not what he said. No, God said 
that he's giving power to the faint. Glory to God. He's giving power to the faint and to the person who has no might. He actually increases strength. And so, what are we talking about here? We're talking about living a life, guys, of depending on God. We're talking about understanding that in the kingdom of God, that the world basically is an upside kingdom. You see, the world, guys, believes that there's strength that comes from self-effort. The world is going to tell you, well, if you want to get ahead, if you want to you know, see some stuff happening, uh, you just got to push a little harder. Amen. You just got to, you got to, you know, you got to, you got to apply a little bit more effort. That's what the world will tell you. Now, here's the deal. The kingdom of God is exactly the opposite. You see, in God's kingdom, guys, we must first recognize our weakness. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. In God's kingdom, we must first recognize our weakness, our frailty, and our need for Him. And it's only then, guys, that we will position ourselves to receive His supernatural power and ability. You see, you can go into this year trusting in your own strength and in your own self-effort, which is, which is finite, which is limited. Or you can recognize your need for God and trust in His ability. You see, in order for us to receive this, guys, we got to first recognize that without Him, without God, we are nothing. We can do nothing without Him, guys. Nothing. Now, that's one of the lessons I learned over these past three years, is that without Him, <laughs> glory to God, I can do nothing. Without God, I am, I, I will tell you guys, without God, I'm lost. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a disaster without Him, guys. I need Him. I need Him. I need Jesus. Glory to God. You see, and I want you to understand that applies to you as well. There might be some of you watching and you say, well, Alex, I don't know about that. You know, I'm doing okay on my own. Friend, I want you to understand you need Jesus. You see, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And then what did, what did the Bible also say? The Bible said that with Him, we can do all things. Amen. So you got to recognize your weakness in order to receive his strength. Now, this, guys, is going to be a stumbling block for a prideful person. Amen. I trust you guys. You're still loving me here. Because i got to be honest with you guys. If you're having trouble with this, that's pride. You see, the only thing that's going to stand in the way of you receiving this is, is pride. You see, a prideful person is always going to try to be like God, but, but without God... Glory to God, whereas humility, guys, is recognizing our need for God. Humility is recognizing no matter my credentials, no matter how many degrees I have, no matter my earthly abilities, whatever the case may be, without God, I am nothing. Without Jesus, glory to God, I am nothing. And so, in order for you to live a life of depending on Him, you got to recognize your need for Him. Now, look at verse 30. Verse 30 here says, Isaiah 40, verse 30 says, Even youths shall faint and be weary. And so, guys, I want you to know, age has nothing to do with this, <laughs> okay? Uh, you can be like a young guy, young gal, or you can be old, you know, advanced in age, let's put it that way. 
Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the correct utterance. <laughs> uh, you can be more advanced. It has nothing to do with age. You see, he says, even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall and, and, and be exhausted. Now, look at verse 31. Verse 31 is what I want you to see here. But they that wait for the Lord. Glory to God. They that wait for the Lord. What happens, guys, is they shall renew their strength. There's the word I want you to see. A season of renewal. We're talking about those who wait for the Lord. They shall renew their strength, guys. The Bible says, They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Glory to God. When you live a life of depending on God, He's going to renew your strength. Look at this verse in the Amplified. I want to look at it in the Amplified and then also in the Passion Translation as well. And just verse 31, for time's sake, Amplified says, But those who wait for the Lord... Now, what does it mean, guys, to wait for the Lord? The Amplified tells us what it means. He says, those who expect, those who look for and hope in Him. And so waiting for the Lord, guys, is you living a life of depending on God in all things. It is you expecting God. It is you looking for God. It is you hoping in Him. And He says, when you do that, you shall change and renew your strength and power. You shall lift your wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Glory to God. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not, and not faint or become tired. And so, Waiting on the Lord is to live a life of complete dependence on God, you see. And one thing that you do when you're waiting on God, and this comes back to what I said in the beginning, you see, this is, this is going to come back to, um, to your focus. It's going to come back to your relationship with God. It's going to come back to your trusting in God because when you're living a life of waiting for God, it's really practicing the art of waiting for God. What happens is you are now seeking His will, His guidance, and His direction, guys, before any human aid or effort is applied. And here, I'm going to give you an example now. You know, say something comes up. Say there's a health challenge. Maybe it's you... Maybe it's a loved one. There's a health challenge going on. Now, when you're waiting on the Lord, what you do is, your first response is going to be, you're going to look to Him. Your first response is not going to be, oh, what did the doctor say? Even though we're not diminishing doctors, guys, it's okay. But I want you to understand, you're never going to put the word of the doctor, glory to God, over the word of God. You see? You see, because all they can do is, they can look at it in the natural, and that's okay, that's what they're here to do, but I want you to understand, a glory to God that you serve a supernatural God. I want you to understand that God has already made some promises to you in His Word where your healing is concerned. And so, you look to the Word that says, glory to God, by His stripes I was healed, you see. And so, you look to His Word, and then as you're waiting for the Lord, what happens is, you're going to be seeking His guidance, you're going to be seeking His wisdom and His direction. And see, this is why it comes down to relationship, guys. And today we're just going to touch on, on these things a little bit, and then I'm going to go into it much more over the following weeks. But um, this is why it comes down to relationship, because you want to be able to hear His voice. 
You see, there's going to be some stuff. I'm not, I'm not promising that 2023 is going to be challenge-free, guys. Catch me. There's going to be some stuff that's going to go, that's going to happen this year, and some of it is going to throw us off and, and, and catch us off guard, okay? But, but I want you to understand, when you are practicing your intimate relationship with God, and you're waiting for God, stuff happens, well, what do you do? You don't do what the world does. You don't freak out. Amen. You don't panic. You know, and like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, no, 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 no. Child of God, what you're going to do is you're going to look to your heavenly Father. You're going to you're going to look to Him. You're going to practice your relationship with Him, and then you're going to seek His guidance and His direction. And and you're going to say, Lord, what do you want me to do? There's a health challenge, Lord. What do you want me to do? Doctor says this thing, Lord. What do you want me to do? And you seek His wisdom. I'm talking to somebody right now. You, you seek his wisdom, and he's going to tell you what to do because you got a relationship with him. Amen. And, and, and the most important thing that you're going to remember is healing is already a finished work. Amen. Remember, guys, we talked, one of the sermons I taught before this whole uh, pause, glory to God, happened, this extended sabbatical, I guess, I, I was teaching on confidence in the finished works of Jesus Christ. I was, I was teaching and showing you that healing is a finished work. It's available, right? But here's what, what happens. The Bible talks about faith and patience. Now, why does he talk about patience? He talks about patience because in this earth realm, there's always going to be a process of time between when I say, Lord, I believe I receive and the manifestation of the promise. So there's an issue. You say, Lord, I believe I'm healed with your stripes. But then you're going to continue. There's still going to be some stuff going on. There's going to be a process until it manifests. And so we're walking, much of our journey is is walking out this process until the promise manifests. And so patience, guys, from a biblical perspective, patience is not putting up with stuff. No, patience is, is consistent, enduring, Faith. Patience is faith that remains the same. Patience is faith that says, yeah, I'm going through some stuff. Glory to God, I'm going through some stuff, it's rough. Sometimes I don't know if I can keep on going for another day. This is really hard, there's stuff coming against me. But glory to God, patience is, Lord, I continue to believe your promises. I continue to believe that with your stripes I was healed. I continue to believe that you supply my every need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Patience is going to continue in the promise, even when it's tough, guys. Even when it's tough, you see. Now, the only way you can do that is when you have a strong relationship with God. You see, because everything in this Christian life, guys, comes down to, comes down to relationship. This is not principles. This is not self-effort. It is certainly not positive thinking, okay? No, this is you trusting. Lord, how do you want me to say it? Lord, this is you trusting. Guys, this is you trusting in a God who is so real to you. I want you to know He is so real, and He is a God who is not distant. He's not far off. No, He's right where you are, whether you can feel it or not, whether you are aware of His presence or not. He is right there where you are because He has said in His Word that He will never leave you nor forsake you, and it is you putting your trust and your confidence in Him. Say it out loud. I need God. I want you to say out loud, I can't do this thing without him. I need him. Okay, I need him.
And guys, this is what I've learned. I need God. Amen. We need Him. We need Him. And it's going to be awesome, guys. It's going to be awesome. I want to show you this verse also in um, in the Passion Translation as well. And I want to actually... Thank you, Lord. I want to, I want to actually first go back to the... Um, to what the Amplified says here. I want you to see this, actually. He says, he says in the Amplified, those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him, he says, he says, they shall change and renew their strength. Now, why does he say change? Now, the reason for that is that this word, because remember, we're talking about renewal. Amen. We're believing God that this is going to be a season of renewal. We're believing as we depend on Him. He's going to be renewing some things in our lives beginning with our with with our strength now that word renew is actually the the hebrew word kalaf kalaf is the hebrew word now this word which is translated renew renewing strength is is um is also translated change in certain other places there's some places in genesis where it's uh, translated change as in changing wages or changing a garment it can also this word uh, kalaf can also mean uh, to grow up or to pass or to pass on the the literal bible actually translates this verse as passing to power those who wait on the lord will pass to power now, I want you to see why this is significant and why the Amplified Bible says change and renew their strength because what this is literally saying, guys, is that those who wait for God, uh, those who live their lives depending on God, a uh, glory to God, those who live a life expecting Him, uh, hoping in Him, uh, trusting in Him, uh, putting their confidence in Him, uh, what He is literally saying is that we will change or exchange our weakness Thank you, Jesus. We're going to exchange our weakness for his strength. You see, this is why he says he gives power to the faint. He gives power to the faint. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Why? Because when I admit my weakness, guys, that's when God can fill me with his strength. It's exactly the opposite of what the world is going to tell you. You can have some people in the world say, oh, no, you just got to be strong. You know, you got to man up. You got to push through. No. What you do is you admit your weakness. You admit your need for God. No matter how gifted or talented you may be, you need God. Amen. <laughs> you need God. No matter how smart you are, you need God because you're still going to need wisdom. Wisdom that can only come from the Holy Spirit, you see. Wisdom is uh, the ability to use knowledge rightly. Wisdom is knowing what to do when you don't know what to do. You're still going to need God for that, you see. You see. And so we're entering into a season where we, as the church, have to purpose in our hearts that we're going to depend on Him in all things. Depending on Him in all things means I admit that I'm weak without Him. I need Him. Guys, what did Paul say? He said, he said that, that in, in His weakness is when, when, when He was talking about the thorn in His flesh, guys. You remember that? Paul had the thorn in His flesh and he said, he sought the Lord about this thorn and he wouldn't take away the thorn. And then finally he realized, you know, God told him, my grace is sufficient for you. Because he said that in your weakness, that's when my grace can work in your life. You see, 
You see, and so and so literally, what this means, guys, catch this now is is you are exchanging your natural human ability, which is weakness in the eyes of God. You're exchanging your natural human ability for the supernatural ability of God. Glory to God. That's what it means for God to renew your strength. And so all throughout this year, when we talk about this being a year of renewal, I want you to understand we're talking about you renewing your strength as you're looking to God, you renewing your strength as you're depending on uh, uh, the the Lord, uh, you exchanging your weakness for His strength. I'm exchanging my inability for His ability. I'm exchanging my lack for His abundance. That's where we want to be this year, guys. Look at this verse in the Passion Translation real quick here. And uh, I actually did not look at exactly the time here today when I started, so I'm just going to assume we're not going on for too long here just yet. But uh, we'll we'll, um, probably have another 10 minutes or so, I think. But I want you to see this in the uh, in the Passion Translation. Isaiah forty thirty one in the TPT says, "But those who wait for Yahweh's grace stop right there." This is grace, guys. What I'm talking to you about today, guys, this is the grace of God. You see, I told you in the beginning today that what God wants to do is going to require your response. Well, your response is your faith. Now, one of the ways that we define faith is I depend on God. I trust in God. I rely on God, you see. And that's grace, because what did the Bible say? It is of faith that it might be by grace. And so the grace of God is going to work in your life as you operate in faith. Now, faith is not performance. No, faith is dependence on God. And so he says, those who wait for Yahweh's grace, they will experience divine strength, guys. That's that supernatural strength I was, I was talking to you about. They will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and they will fly like eagles. Glory to God. Watch this now. He says, they will run their race without growing weary. Child of God, I speak over you, I prophesy over you that this year you will not grow weary. This year, as you are looking to God in all things, you will not grow weary. And he says, they will walk through life without giving up. They will walk through life without giving up. You know, the key to not giving up is is depending on God. It's not me that I'm depending on. It's not Alex and his ability. No, it's Jesus. Glory to God. And so in 2023, let us purpose in our hearts, guys, that Jesus is truly sufficient unto all things. We are going to look to the Lord Jesus. We're going to behold Jesus in his word. And guys, as we do, uh, the Bible says we are transformed by his spirit into his image. And the Bible says that we are renewing our strength. We are exchanging our weakness for his strength. Amen. If you understand that, if you receive that today, I want you to say amen. I want you to type Amen in the chat. Amen. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. I love it, guys. Now, real quick, let's look at uh, uh, restoration and acceleration. And like I said, this is just really kind of giving us a direction here for where we're headed, for where I believe the Lord would have us go, and then we're going to get into this some more. Now, I could go on for hours, guys. If you know me, I could preach for hours, but I just want to keep this kind of short and simple here today. Glory to God. And so let's look at restoration. You see, uh, it, it's uh, what I believe the Lord 
has spoken to me, guys. And it's very interesting, you know, the way this actually came to me is, you know, that I was seeking the Lord quite a bit. It's been quite a journey for me uh, getting back on track and really feeling in my spirit that he was calling me to to teach his word again. And so I was seeking him. I wasn't sure exactly where to go in terms of this new year, in terms of a word from the Lord. So I went to bed on January, excuse me, on December 31st, um, this past week. And I was just surrendering to God. And on January the 1st, guys, I woke up and I had this in my spirit. I felt that he was speaking. It's going to be, he said, son, it's going to be a year of renewal. It's going to be a year of restoration, a year of acceleration for this past week. I have been declaring that over my life, over this ministry, and I want to declare it over your life today as well. And so what do we mean by restoration? To restore something, the dictionary defines it as to bring back, as to replace, or to reinstate. And so in short, guys, what this means for us, and you can flip over to John chapter 10, verse 10, St. John chapter 10, verse 10, what this means for us, guys, restoration, it means that I believe God wants to restore whatever it is the enemy has been stealing in your life. If you feel the enemy's been stealing something in your life, I believe God wants to restore that, guys, in 2023. And so for some of you, that's going to be health. For some of you, you've taken a hit in your finances. Some of you, you're watching me, you've lost your businesses in the pandemic. For some of you, it just means, I really believe, guys, it just means to have your peace restored. There's some of you watching, you need to have your peace restored. You need to have your mental well-being restored, your, your wholeness in your mind and in your emotions, amen? I want you to know that as you live a life of depending on God, I believe He wants to restore, He wants to restore what the enemy has been stealing in your life. Now, in order for this to take place, guys, we must have the correct impression of God. We must know beyond any shadow of doubt that it is God's will for us to prosper. It's God's will for us to be whole. It's God's will for us to live a successful, victorious life. Look at what he says here. It's a very familiar scripture. Look at what he says, what Jesus says in John 10, verse 10. He says, The thief, the thief, comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And he says, but I have come. Glory to God. Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Look at this verse in the Amplified. Verse 10 Amplified says, the thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now guys, how many know The thief is talking about Satan, amen. It's talking about the enemy. Sometimes people look at the world and say, well, Alex, why is God letting all this stuff happen? I was just talking to another man the other day, the other week. And he was having some challenges. And, you know, he was a believer, but he, he was admitting and saying, well, sometimes I can't help but wonder, well, God, if you're out there, why are you letting all this stuff happen? And what I want you to understand is... The destruction that you see, the the evil that you see in the world, guys, is not coming from God. 
No, he says, there's a thief. <laughs> there's, a, there's a devil loose, amen. And I want you to understand this also. Thank you, Lord. That Satan is a defeated enemy. Satan is, is actually a toothless enemy. I want you to understand that Satan has been stripped from all power and all authority. Glory to God, 2,000 years ago when Jesus got on that cross. Amen. And so, so the devil can only work in a person's life to, to the degree that they're cooperating with him. And so it's really fallen humanity and then being taken advantage of by Satan's forces of darkness. That's why you see the corruption in the world. Now he says, catch this now, he says, the thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus says, I came that they may have life. He says that they may have and enjoy life. I love this, guys. That they might have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And so what I want you to see here is that God's will for you is to have life that overflows. Sometimes people have an issue when we talk about the abundant life or when we talk about the P word. Amen, guys. Remember, people are like, oh my goodness, he's using the P word. Uh, you know, are you one of those, those prosperity preachers? The P word. Somebody says, Alex, what's the, the P word? The P word is prosperity. <laughs> it's the word you're not supposed to say, amen, in church? No, guys. I want you to understand it's God's will for you to prosper. But what you want to understand is that when we talk about the abundant life, and the Greek word here is, is a word that literally means to the, the superabundant life. That's why he says, till it overflows. When we talk about the superabundant life, we're not just talking about money, guys. You see, I want you to understand, when it comes to godly prosperity, money is, is the very least now, we're talking about you prospering in your health, you prospering in your relationships, you prospering in your mental sanity, you prospering in everything that God is calling you to do. Money is included, of course, because we need money. And guys, we're going to talk about this because more than ever, we need to learn how to trust and depend on God for our finances. You know, you don't want to depend on the world's crippling economic system. No, you want to look to the, to, to, to the kingdom of God system. God is able to supply your financial needs. But this word abundant life, guys, is talking about a life. It's talking about a life where you enjoy the good things of God. Now watch this. It doesn't mean there's not going to be any challenges. Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation. And so I've got news for you guys. There's going to be tribulation. There's going to be challenges. But even in the midst of those challenges, guys, we as believers should always be living the abundant life. We as believers should be living in the overflow. We as believers should have our needs met. We as believers should be living in divine health and divine wholeness because that's what Jesus purchased for us with his precious blood, guys. Amen. Now, I want you to see this verse in the New Living Translation, and then also in the uh, TPT as well. Uh, New Living Translation says, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And so notice, there's two opposing purposes for your life, friend. There's the thief's purpose, the enemy's purpose, and then there's God's purpose for your life. And I want you to understand that it's God's purpose for you to live a rich and satisfying life. It's really God's purpose for you, guys, to enjoy life. You know, sometimes it's important as believers to remember that it's okay to enjoy life. 
God wants us to enjoy the good things of life. Amen. And so sometimes, on some days throughout this year, you want to take some time. If you want to, if you live near the beach, you want to go to the beach, go to the beach. You know, go for a hike. Do that thing you've always wanted to do. Have some fun. Amen. Enjoy life, guys, is what I'm saying. Enjoy life. You see, uh, we, we got to remember that God wants us to enjoy life. We got to remember that God made this world for his kids to enjoy. Amen. Yeah, we live in a fallen world. And so, like I said, there's challenges, but in the midst of it, you want to remember to enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. God wants you to enjoy life. Now, so you want to understand that whenever there's destruction, it's never going to be the will of God. In other words, there might be a sickness. You say, well, what's, my, what's God's purpose in this? Well, God's purpose is for you to get healed, friend. Sometimes people say, well, God uses challenges and hardships to teach us a lesson, and that is true. But the fact that we're learning a lesson in the middle of the hardship does not mean it's God's will for us to always be struggling with stuff, guys. And so you want to have faith in the goodness of God, in God's purposes for your life, that they are indeed for good. Look at this verse in the TPT, the Passion Translation as well. John 10, verse 10. I don't know if you guys can hear that. That's one of our neighbors here. They have a pretty loud car. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're just doing this live here. We're on live. Amen. So John, uh, John's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 10, in the TPT, I love how he puts it here. He says, a thief has only one thing in mind. And so I want you to understand, the devil has only one thing in mind. And it's to steal, to slaughter, and to destroy But I have come, Jesus says, I have come to give you everything in abundance. Glory to God. God wants to give you not only a little bit of good, he wants to give you everything in abundance. Guys, this is scripture. This is not Alex speaking, this is the Bible. This is actually Jesus speaking. (laughs) Glory to God. And so he wants to give you everything in abundance. Remember, we're not just talking about money. For some reason, people think when you talk about abundance, it's money. No, he wants to give you everything in abundance. Glory to God. He wants you to have his joy in abundance. He wants you to have his peace in abundance. He wants you to have his wisdom in abundance. He wants you uh, to live in an abundance of his opportunity that he has made available for you. And so he says, I've given, I've come to give you everything in abundance more than you can expect. And then he says, that's life in its fullness until you overflow. Praise God. Now, we're talking about restoration. Amen. What does this have to do with restoration? Turn over to uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 30 through 31. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 30 through 31. Satan's purpose is to steal, slaughter, and destroy and as I said, he's a defeated enemy, and he's the ultimate thief. Now watch what God, what, 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 what the Holy Spirit inspired here in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 30 through 31. And I want you to release your faith for this, this year, child of God. He says in verse 30, Proverbs 6, 630, that's the New King James Version. He says, people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is starving. So he's talking about just a thief in the natural. Look at verse 31. 
Yet when he, when this thief, guys, is found out, watch this, he must restore sevenfold. He must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. Now this is talking about in the natural, a natural thief. But I believe we can make the application, since Satan is the ultimate thief, guys, that this is a principle that applies to the enemy as well. And so I want you to understand, glory to God, I'm prophesying right now that this is the year where the devil has to pay up. This is the year where whatever the enemy has been stealing in your life, glory to God, it will be restored sevenfold. I want you to receive this. I want you to release your faith for this now. I just want you to release your faith for this. Sevenfold restoration. Now the Hebrew word that's used for restore is the word shalom. Now this word shalom means to pay, it means to recompense, it means to render. It's a word that is actually speaking of uh, the justice of God, and it's actually quite heavily used in the law of Moses. Because remember guys, we serve a God who is just. Amen. And so God says when there's a thief that steals, that thief is required to pay back sevenfold. Why seven? Well, the number seven in the Bible represents completion. It represents fullness. And so, whatever the enemy has been stealing in your life, I want you to know, child of God, God wants to restore that to its fullness, to its completion. And for some of you, like I said, it might just be your peace. It might just be your peace. You need to have your peace restored. Some of you, it's hope. There's some of you watching me right now and it's been pretty hard for you to really kind of get your hopes up for the new year you know it's been like kind of tough for a long time and it's like okay it's a new year so what I want you to get your hope up today my friend I want you to get your hope up and I want you to know that whatever the enemy has been stealing God wants to restore it sevenfold now when when he restores it sevenfold guys God never restores it back just to the way it was before it's always going to be better you know I believe that the best days for our ministry guys are ahead of us you know this week again I've been seeking the Lord and about whether or not to do live streams and I really felt like he was saying live streams because we're not going back to what we did in 2019 that was okay for 2019 we were doing pre-recorded sermons but now God wants us to do it live. He wants me to make these available. He wants to have people gather here online. And guys, I can already picture the stream, the chat stream, the, the chat here with, with believers receiving the word, guys. It's going to be an awesome year. And so I believe the best days for our ministry are ahead of us. I believe the best days in your life, child of God, are ahead of you. And so let's finish off here real fast with acceleration. Look at Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. In the New King James Version, we're talking about renewal. We're talking about restoration. We're talking about divine acceleration. You see, I believe when there is an appointed time for a thing, things can happen very quickly. You know, there's a saying that sometimes God takes a long time to do something really quickly, to do something very quickly. And so I believe we're coming into a season where God is going to be doing some things very quickly. There's going to be some and suddenlies that are going to happen in your life. Look at Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. He says, this is a word of prophecy here that Isaiah received. He says, and a, he says, a little one shall become a thousand 
and a small one shall become a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it, hasten it in its time. And so notice, he says, in its time. There's an appointed time. Another translation says, in its appointed time. God has an appointed time, friend, for what he wants to do. And he says, at that appointed time, he's going to hasten it. The Hebrew word for hasten is the word kush, which means to hurry or to be eager with excitement or enjoyment. It's like, Sometimes kids get up on Christmas morning and they rush, you know, they're eager and excited to see the presents and everything, you know. And so that's what that word means. There's some things God wants to do in our lives, guys. He's excited about doing it. He's eager to do it. He's so eager that he says he's going to rush with excitement to do it, with enjoyment to do it. And so what is waiting all about? You know, sometimes waiting is just God getting us ready for what he wants to do. It's not that God isn't ready, guys. I believe God is ready. I believe he's getting us ready, guys. How is he going to do that? Oh, he's going to do it by teaching us how to live a life of depending on him in all things in this new year. 2023. We will depend on God for all things, guys. And when that happens, I believe that there's some divine acceleration that's going to take place. I think of the book of Acts, chapter 16, where Paul and Silas, they were in the prison, the Philippian prison. They were locked up. You know, they were preaching the gospel. They were doing what God was calling them to do. And man, they were experiencing all this persecution. Sometimes you're like, well, man... Lord, I'm doing what you're telling me to do, but I'm, I'm experiencing all these hardships. So they were in that situation. And what do they do, guys? The Bible said at midnight, they were singing praises to the Lord. They didn't bemoan their situation. They didn't complain. They didn't say, Lord, why did you let this happen? No, they were singing praises. And the Bible said when they were singing praises at midnight, and suddenly... And suddenly there was a great earthquake. The prison doors were opened and they were freed. And so I'm prophesying. And guys, I'm releasing my faith for this in my own life, for our ministry, for my own life. I'm releasing my faith. I want to, I want you to release your faith for some and suddenly in 2023. And suddenly God's going to accelerate that dream. And suddenly God's going to uh, make that healing manifest in your body and suddenly there's going to be provision and suddenly that relationship that marriage is going to be restored and suddenly and guys the paradoxical thing about divine acceleration is is that acceleration tends to happen when we're at a place of rest when we're at a place of trusting God it's like when we slow down God can speed some things up in our lives. Remember, it's the upside-down kingdom. When I rest, that's that's where my place of empowerment is. Because when I'm resting, when I'm slowing down, I'm trusting God. I'm depending on God. I'm exchanging my weakness for His strength, for His ability. 
And so 2023, guys, a year of renewal, a year of restoration, and a year of acceleration. I speak that over our ministry. I speak it over your life. And we're going to be talking more about that. Amen. And that's all we got time for today. Guys, if you got something out of that, I want you to just lift up your hands. If you can, if you're not driving or, or doing something where you, where you, uh, you know, that requires your full attention right now, I, I want you to just lift up your hands and I want you to just give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're at work in our lives and we release right now our faith to to see renewal, restoration, acceleration. Father, I speak this right now over your precious people, everybody who's listening to the sound of my voice. I speak it over them right now. Glory to God as they are receptive, as they are available. I speak your renewal over their lives, Lord. Strengthen your people, I pray. Give them your supernatural strength and ability, Lord, to do everything you've called them to do. Father, I speak restoration wherever restoration is needed, God, if it's relationships, finances, health. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would touch every area of our lives. Heal, deliver, transform, set us free. Whatever is wrong, make it right, we pray. And Lord, as we trust in you, as we depend on you, we release our faith for divine acceleration in this new year. And we dedicate our lives to you. And we make a commitment right now, God, that this is going to be a year of complete dependence on you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen, guys. You've been listening to the Alex Rubit Ministries podcast. I'm your host, Alex Rubit. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Now, if this message has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to help us to spread the good news. Simply like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. Now, I pray that you will continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.